This is the Run Slow Car Park Podcast. I am your host, the world's okayest runner, Brandon Podgorski, and this is a podcast for the back of the pack runner. If you can't leave the race expo without spending $300, if you only stretch once a year, if you have ever ran a race in a banana suit, then you are our people. And if you listened to the show last week, you know that I started off the show by singing Put a Smile on Your Face, which actually got me a lot of likes on Instagram. I really underestimated the amount of vitamin C fans that there are out there. But today, I will not subject you to my bad singing. I certainly won't do that two weeks in a row. Instead, we are going to talk about goals today, and specifically, SMART goals. How can we take your running goals and make them specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and within a certain time frame. So for example, we'll discuss why finishing a 5K is a better goal than just wanting to take up running generally. But first, before we get into our topic of the day, I always like to explain why I created this podcast. And basically, it's a way for me to share my love of endurance sports with stories from the back of the pack. And more importantly, I am using this podcast as a way to raise money for the Outward Bound Trust. You see, I have this crazy goal of running all six of the Abbott World Major Marathons. And this October, I am running the London Marathon as a charity runner for the Outward Bound Trust. I've already run Chicago, New York, and the Berlin Marathons. So I'm halfway home to my six-star medal. If you like what you hear in this podcast, and if I put a smile on your face, or hey, even if you don't like what I'm saying, in this podcast, but you want to help kids, would you please consider donating to my Just Giving page and helping me support kids to learn valuable self-confidence and leadership skills? The link for the website, it's available in the show description. So if you're on Spotify or if you're on Apple, just look at the show description there and you can see the link to my Just Giving page. And hey, all donations help. Donations, I've had as low as $5 up to $100. It all helps. And if you can't donate, that's okay. I know times are tough right now for people. You can actually still help. Just do me a favor. Go to Instagram and give us a follow at runslowcarbhard and just share my post. 100% of the money that you donate goes to the Outward Bound Trust. It does not come to me. However, if you want me to promote your brand, your podcast, your social media pages, heck, I will promote your essential oils. Just shoot me a DM on Instagram at runslowcarbhard and we'll get the conversation going. I will do anything I need to do to help these kids with the Outward Bound Trust. So um, Mary Kay, essential oils, shakes, whatever. I'll promote it. Let's help these kids. Okay, so before we get into our topic, this is the point of the show where I like to give a shout out. So if you check us out on Instagram for each episode of the podcast, I'll post a 30 to 60 second video clip and you'll see I'm wearing a hat or a shirt of a race or a brand or or a running club that I've been a part of in the past. And I don't get any commission for doing this. This is just something where I like to promote things that I believe in or or I like to promote races that I've done before in the past that I've really enjoyed. And today you'll see I'm wearing a hoodie for Run For God. And Run For God, it's a 12-week program. Uh, Anybody can lead the class and it infuses faith 
in fitness. And it's a Christian program, and it also is a couch to 5K program. So let's say you wanted to lead a Run for God group. If you go to the Run for God website, you can buy an instructor's manual there. Um, I think last time I bought it, last time I, I led a group, it's been about four years ago, but I thought it was maybe about a hundred bucks. And everybody in the class buys their own uh, book, their own devotional book. And each week you get together and you'll go through a topic on running. Maybe it's about stretching or it's about shoes or it's about uh, gear or, or so on and so forth. And you'll also have a short devotional, have some prayer time. And then after that, you go for a run. And so you only meet once a week. Now you can meet more if you wanted to do that. And then everybody else is on their own for the other runs that week. But the instructor's manual and then um, the devotional book that everybody gets, it has everything laid out, all 12 topics laid out for you. So if you're passionate about your faith, as I am, you know, now I'm at the point in my athletic career, and I use athletic um, in quotes that, of course, you can't see. Um, but, you know, I know I'm not going to be fast enough to, to win my age group in most races. You know, maybe, maybe if I'm having an extremely good day and all the other 42-year-olds slept in, maybe I can be competitive in my age group in a 5K. But otherwise, I'm not going to win races. I'm probably not going to win my age group. I'm a middle of the packer, back of the packer. Now it's about having fun. So for me, there's certainly a faith element in my running. That's why I, uh, another reason I created this podcast, just because it's fun. You know, God's given me the ability to have health in my body to go out and do something that I enjoy. So I'm going to have fun doing it. And it's good for me. It's a way to glorify him um, being able to go out and run races. It's one of the reasons why I, I love being a charity runner, because I like that altruistic aspect of it, where it's not just me out there. And I think we can really get caught up in that and in the likes that we get on Instagram or, or the medals or the posters or, you know, people coming and by your office or family members saying, wow, you ran a marathon. That's amazing. And, and we like that ego stroke. And I would be lying if I said I didn't like it too, but there's got to be a higher purpose than that because a lot of that's just vanity. And so for me, it's just a way to honor God with my running and, and as a way of saying, thank you for giving me this opportunity and, and the ability to do this. Because there's so many people that wish they could have that opportunity to go out and just, just walk a mile, not even run a marathon, but just to walk a mile. So I really enjoyed um, leading a, a Run for God group. Anybody can do it. You don't need to have um, a background in seminary school and you don't need to be a seasoned runner anybody can do it. So if you're passionate about your faith and you're passionate about running, I highly, highly suggest check them out, runforgod.com or just go to Google, type in Run For God. They've got a podcast. They're active on social media. Uh, check them out and you know maybe start a group in your own community. Okay, so each episode, we will feature a topic that will cover training, nutrition, health, or just general running slash endurance sports information. Most topics come to me in the middle of a run, but I want to hear from you. Please hit us up on Instagram at runslowcarbhard and let us know what you want to hear. Remember, this is our show. This does not have to 
be just my show. I am always looking for ideas or just for fun people to join me on the show. Back of the Packers, you guys bring the party to the race, and I want you to bring that same spirit to this podcast. So if you if there's something you want to hear, let me know. If you want to be a co-host on the show, hit me up on Instagram. The answer is yes. I want to make this a community, and that's been the fun thing as I've started doing this podcast, and I'm four weeks into it now, and running the Instagram page, and just seeing the running community, it's really remarkable. And there's some really fast, really accomplished runners out there, but they're really accessible. It's not like you've got this hierarchy of people who are fast, and they don't want to do have anything to do with people who are slow. Everybody's accepting, everybody's encouraging. So it's been a lot of fun. And today's topic actually came to me while checking social media and following the sub seven and sub eight challenges on social media. So have you ever watched a Mexican soccer game and when Mexico scores, you hear the announcer, goal! I love it. That's one of my favorite things. And it really got me thinking, only a handful of people may ever get to experience the goal of a sub-8 or sub-7 Ironman. And that's what the sub-7 and sub-8 challenges were. But what about the rest of us? We may not go as fast as Christian Blumenfeld, who went sub-7 in the Ironman. He did the Ironman challenge, or he completed an Ironman. So 2.2-mile swim, right? 112-mile bike. And then a marathon, 26.2-mile run. He did that in under 6 hours and 50 minutes. And then Kat Matthews, she did hers in under 8 hours. Nobody has ever gone under 7 for the men or 8 hours for the women in an Ironman. So we may not be able to do that. But it doesn't mean that our goals in the back of the pack are any less important. So I want to talk about you. How can we make a better way to establish and reach your goals by making them smart? And smart stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. You may have heard about smart goals before. Certainly if you've taken any type of college business class, you've heard of smart goals. If you've been in any leadership training, if you've had any managerial training, or just kind of maybe out and about, you've heard the acronym SMART. Make your goals SMART. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And that works perfectly with running goals or any type of fitness goals, but we're an endurance sports podcast, so we're going to stick with running goals. So let's talk about, let's break down each one, right? First, let's talk about specific. What will be accomplished? What actions will you take? So it sounds better to say, hey, I'm going to run a 5K as opposed to I want to take up running, right? Well, running a 5K, it's specific. You have a measurable distance. And we're going to talk about measurable here uh, in the next part of the SMART. But it's specific. Um, just going out and running, well, that doesn't mean anything. How far are you going to run? How long are you going to run? Just going out and running could just be one day, or as opposed to training for a 5K, we may have a training program of 8, 10, or 12 weeks. So make your goal specific. And 
I've talked about it on past episodes. In my full-time job, I'm a college professor, and I bring students in, and I talk to them, and I say, okay, you know, what's your goal? What do you want to do for a career? And I teach sport management, and they'll say, well, I want to work in sport. Right? Well, that's not real specific because working in sport could mean anything. Do you want to sell tickets? Do you want to be a coach? Uh, do you want to work in operations and digital media? So there's hundreds of things that you can do in sport. Um, just saying you want to work in the industry isn't very specific. We've got to find what matches your talent with that particular job. And it's the same thing as we're thinking about your goal and running. Make it specific. Right? If we can quantify it at all, that's going to help. And that leads into the second part of SMART, measurable, right? What data will measure the goal? How much? How well? How far? The time? How can we measure it? So we're going to take that 5K goal and we're going to make it even better. We're going to make it even more specific. So I want to run a 5K and I want to run it in under 30 minutes. And that's measurable. Because we're going to be able to see at the end of the race where we finished. What was our time? Did we meet our goal or did we not meet our goal? So measurable. right? In my former life, I ran health clubs. And we would have, especially in January, we'd have people come in, new people come in because everybody wants to lose weight. And so I'd say, what's your goal? I want to lose weight. All right, well, let's make it specific. Okay. I want to lose 20 pounds. Great. So I got a specific goal and it's measurable and I'm going to be able to see exactly where you are as we proceed towards that goal. And as we get there, maybe it's been tough, right? Maybe you're doing a really good job. Maybe you started lifting weights and, I, and this happened with guys a lot. Maybe you started lifting weights and you started building muscle and the muscle is, um, you're, you're losing some fat, but you're building muscle. So the scale's not necessarily coming down, but inches are coming off and you're looking better and you're feeling better. Well, okay, well now we can go back and we can kind of manipulate that goal a little bit because we're making progress. I mean, your overarching goal is that you want to be in better shape. So we're making progress towards that, but maybe we're not going to hit that 20 pound mark, even though we're doing really, really well. The same thing if we think about your running, right? We might not go sub 30 in a 5k, but Okay, you ran a 5K this month and you were at 33 minutes, right? Maybe you're a little bit disappointed. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to go back to work. And then next month, I'm going to do it. You run another 5K and now you run it in 31 minutes and you're disappointed. But I can go back and say, hey, you know what? I shaved two minutes off my time in a month. If you give me one more month of working and training, I'm probably going to get under that 30 minutes. So specific and measurable. And then we go to the third part of the SMART goal, achievable. Is the goal doable? Do you have the necessarily necessary skills and resources? So I talk about I'm a back of the packer. And when I think about back of the pack, certainly in longer races. So I have this goal to run all six of the world major marathons. And I'm not, not going to lie, running marathons is tough on me. Um, I, I'm just about under a five and a half hour marathoner. You would look at me and you would think, man, he's, he's got the, the body of a runner. But, you know, I'm, I'm 6'3 and, and about 215. Uh, I like to say that I'm skinny fat. You know, I can just part it to the side a little bit and I, I look pretty good. So you might look at me and think, you know, hey, he kind of has the body of a runner. But, you know, running's tough being this tall and, and this big. It's tough on, on my knees, you know, 
uh, on my legs, certainly on my on my feet. Uh, I've got uh, a problem in, in my right toe with a Morton's neuroma, which is a, a nerve problem, and, and it makes running really painful and difficult. Um, but I've got this goal that I really want to achieve of running marathons. And really, my body is not meant to go 26.2. Now, half marathons, I've ran those at, at pretty good clips. I can be a sub two-hour half marathoner, which some people might listen and say, hey, man, that's slow. Well, you know, hey, good for you, because for me, that's pretty fast. You know, running it at a little over nine minutes a mile um, for me in a half marathon is pretty fast. But I cannot break five hours in the marathon. Now, I'm going to try. I'm going to give it a shot in London. So far, the training seems to be going okay. Um, but is the goal, do goal doable? Do you have the necessarily necessary skills and resources? So I think breaking five hours in the marathon for myself is doable. Again, people might look at me or, or they may um, you know, think about that time and be like, man, that's kind of slow. Well, you know, it's the best that I can do right now. It's stretching me. It's going to stretch me hard because I'm going to have to shave off almost 25 minutes of my best marathon to get under five. So that's going to be a really tough goal. I mean, that's almost a, a, a minute a mile from my best uh, marathon time. So this is really going to stretch me. This is going to be really, really difficult to do, but it's achievable. Now, my wife, she's ran two marathons. And her goal in her first marathon she ever she ever ran, she ran the uh, Dallas Marathon. I think this was 2000. Uh, oh, this is 2016. I should remember it. It was right after the Cubs win the World Series. The, one of the three greatest days of my, my life. Um, obviously, uh, um, salvation in Christ, um, marriage, birth of a child, and the Cubs win in the World Series. And, you know, just depending on how my kid's acting that day, you know, the Cubs are either three or four. Um, but I, I have to obviously say marriage and, and birth of the child. Um, but 2016, she runs the Dallas Marathon. And her goal was, I got to beat Oprah. And if you remember, Oprah ran the Boston Marathon, and this has probably been about 20 years now. And I think she ran it in about four and a half hours. Oprah did a pretty good job. And my wife was like, you know what? I just got to beat her. I know I'm in better shape than Oprah. I just got to beat her. And, and doggone it, she went out and did it. Four hours and about 24 minutes, I think, is what my wife, wife ran it in. So I tell you that story to tell you this. If I was to say, you know what? I want to beat my wife's time this year. There's no way. I'm talking about taking an hour off my marathon time. You know, maybe over a progression of years, give me, you know, three, four, or five years of really just putting in the time and the energy to do it. But I know, again, going back to achievable, is the goal doable? I only have so much time in the day. You know, I work a full-time job and I, I do a lot at, at my job with work. Um, you know, I'm trying to fundraise for the Outward Bound Trust. I try to have family time. So to put in the time necessary to try to take an hour off my best marathon time and beat my wife, it's just not realistic. But going under five is. So that's my goal. And if I hit it in London, you're going to hear a scream all the way from across the pond. Um, and, you know, hey, um, drinks and, and fish and chips on me in London. If I go under five, just look for me. I'm a tall 6'3", bald guy. And um, hit me up that night. We're going to go party. All right. So let's go to R, relevant. How does this goal align with your broader goals? And why is the result important? Well, to go under five for me, it would be reaching a goal 
I didn't know might have been possible. I never thought I could ever run a marathon. Uh, frankly, I'll even go further than that. I never thought I could run a half marathon. I ran my half first half marathon, I think, in 2016 when I was about 26 years old. And I was never really a distance runner. I talked about this in episode one. Um, so for me, it was just accomplishing a goal, like taking on a challenge and actually finishing it. Um, my broader goal, though, is... Unfortunately, I can't play team sports anymore. I grew up as an athlete. I was a college athlete. I was a rugby player my freshman year until I got hurt. I coached college basketball and high school basketball for about 15 years. I love sports. I love competition. I love team sports. I love winning. But I've tore up my shoulders, messed up ankles and knees and everything else. Like, I can't afford anymore to play basketball, to dislocate a shoulder, or to, to, sprain a, to, to sprain an ankle and be out of work for a week. Right? Those days are over. I'm in my early 20s, getting into my mid-20s. Those days are over. So now I still got to stay fit. So what can I do to stay competitive and to stay fit? Not that I'm going to win races, but to compete against my former self. So I found endurance sports. And I love it, and I'm addicted, and now I'm a junkie. And I went from running half marathons to doing triathlons, sprint triathlons, and from sprint triathlon doing a half Ironman, and then doing marathons. So it's continually progressed. Now, I would love to do a full Ironman one day, and I have to go back. So I think I said 2.2-mile swim when I was talking about Christian Blumenthal um, going sub-seven. It's 2.4-mile swim, so um, please forgive me. That just popped in my head. But I don't know if I could ever go that long. I would love to. That's the bucket list thing. It's one thing I, I'm really striving for. I don't know if I could ever go that far. But staying in endurance sports keeps me fit. And I want to stay fit. I want to stay in good health because I really want to see my kid grow up and, and be there for him and, and be there for my family. Like That's my overarching goals. But what can I do to make my goals specific and measurable and achievable along the way? And then we go to the last one. We go to T in time bound. What is the time frame for accomplishing this goal? So I want to go back. We said the 5K. All right, I want to run a 5K. I want to run it under sub 30. And time bound. Put a time on it. Don't just have it floating out there. So, you know, right now, I just, I did it to myself. I just kind of have, ah, I want to do an Ironman sometime, right? Well, I need to dial that in a little bit. And I think as my fitness improves, you know, I'll, I'll get closer to the point where I'm finally just going to have to say, hey, I signed up for the race. It's go time, right? But as I think about it, you know, I would love to do a full Ironman before I'm 50. That's kind of time, my time bound. If we're thinking about running that sub 30 minute 5K, um, maybe you're going to give yourself a training program of 12 weeks, right? You know yourself best. So you've got to figure out what that time bound is for you, but make sure you put a time stamp on it to keep you accountable. And one last thing before we go to the end of the podcast here as we're thinking about goals, make sure as you've got that sub 30 minute 5k and I'm going to give myself 12 weeks to do it, make sure you're checking off goals along the way. What are the tactics that you're going to have to do to reach that goal? Right? So maybe your first workout, you're doing a, five, a couch to 5k program and maybe your first workout is an interval. I'm going to jog 30 seconds and then walk 90 and then next week it's 60 60 and then next week now I'm going to jog 90 seconds and walk 30 
eventually till you get to the point where, you know, I'm going to run 10 minutes straight, or now I'm going to run 15 minutes straight, right? Check those goals off. So when you get to the end, maybe you didn't reach your overarching goal. Maybe you didn't break 30, but you can go back and you can look, look at how much progress I made. This effort was not in vain. Now I know exactly what, where I got stuck and what I have to improve on. So that's SMART goals. If you have questions about that, or if you would like to share your goals, I'd love to hear what your goals are because one of the things I try to do on our Instagram uh, page, again, at Run Slow Carb Hard, is encourage other people and um, tell me what your goals are. Tag me, and I'm going to be right there alongside you as you see me slowly pedaling along in my training runs, getting ready for London. Um, I want to come alongside you and give you some virtual high fives and keep you motivated on your goals through this summer, fall, and into the winter. All right, it is now time for our question of the week, and this is the interactive part of the show where we will post a question on our Instagram page at RunSlowCarbHard and read your responses on the air. We will try to get through as many as possible, so be creative, be funny, and you just may make it onto the show. And today's question, what is your go-to food before a run? And at LaurelAndOlive.FW commented, charcuterie. Just kidding, probably fruit. And if you check out at Laurel and Olive .fw, they are a charcuterie company out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. So no surprise, they would say charcuterie. And charcuterie is fantastic. It's basically adult lunchables, but it's these nice meats and cheeses and fruits and crackers uh, on these wooden boards and, and jams. They're fantastic. Fantastic. So if you're in Fort Wayne, Indiana, check out laurelandolive.fw on Instagram. Um, but I would say, you know, some crackers with some jam, that would make a pretty good pre-race or uh, pre-training snack. So thank you, Laurel and Olive, for your comment. And if you want to be part of the show, then go to at RunSlowCarbHard and answer our question of the week every Monday. We also have a new feature on the show I'm really excited about, and you can leave a voice message and you will actually be able to hear your voice on the air. So just go to our show website. I'm going to give you the website, but I'm going to give you an easier way to get to it. It's anchor.fm slash Brandon dash Podgorski. Um, however, go to our Instagram page and the link in the bio in our Instagram page. It'll take you to the show page and you can leave a voice message there and hear your message on the air. Okay, and just like a six-hour marathon, the long and slow march known as the Run Slow Carb Hard Show is over. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, or hey, even if you didn't like what you hear, please go to Spotify to listen to our show because the more listens we get, the more we can help the Outward Bound Trust. So I may be nails on a chalkboard to you, but... Think of the children. Please think of the children. Check us out on Spotify. You can also look for us on Apple, but Spotify is where we're able to do a little bit more for the kids. To learn more about the Run Slow Carb Hard podcast, please give us a follow on Instagram at Run Slow Carb Hard. This podcast is part of my fundraising effort for the Outward Bound Trust as one of their charity runners for the 2022 London Marathon. To donate, please visit the link in the show's description. And remember, with God and a good pair of running shoes, all things are possible.